0: Cruise Radio is brought to you by insuremytrip.com. Travel insurance done right from the people who know travel insurance. Find out more at insuremytrip.com.
1: 1. Broadcasting from the insuremytrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Right. This yeah. is Cruise Radio.
0: Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Got a lot of uh, listener emails, too, by the way, some first-time listeners. So if you're a first-time listener, thank you so much for checking out the program. And uh, we have a lot of back episodes for you to listen to. So uh, thank you again for uh, being here. On this show, we'll tackle a listener question about things to do in Gableston, Texas, pre- and post-cruise. Uh, Nancy Shredder with the Family Travel Network will be joining us a little later on in the program to tackle that. Stuart Chiron, the cruise guy, is away this week, so we're going to jump right to our first interview. He is a Queen Mary historian. Of course, Queen Mary is the floating ship. Of course it is. It was a, uh, It's a hotel, a restaurant, and a bar. You can take tours of it. It was launched in the, uh, the 30s, and it has a lot of ties to World War II. It was basically like it helped uh, the evolution of cruising. So uh, really excited to get to our first guest. We'll waste no time to welcome Barry Vodren to the program. Hi, Barry.
1: Doug, it is incredible to be on your show again.
0: So, Barry, give us a little background on the Queen Mary and, uh, and all the details around it.
1: Well, the Queen Mary was... Uh, retired in 1967, 1968, right in there. And the city of Long Beach purchased the Queen Mary for a little over $3 million. And she was at the end of her career, and the reason why she was taken out of service was because she was just too costly to run and operate, uh, also because the the passengers no longer... Um, filled her cabins and her state rooms rather they decided to fly across the atlantic so it really was the jet aircraft that shot down the queen mary as far as her usability
0: well when you when you say it was like the jet across the ocean was this thing making like really good speed from europe to uh the u.s
1: well it really didn't matter how fast queen mary was i mean she could do about 30 knots
0: wow that's fast for a cruise ship it is yeah. It really,
1: well, you see, the Queen Mary is not a cruise ship. Well, that's she true. was a liner. She was a thoroughbred ocean liner, uh, a ship of state. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very luxurious. She had three different classes on board. She had the ultimate first class, then second class, and tourist class.
0: Whenever we talk about the class system, are we going back to, like, Titanic days, or how was it back then?
1: Well, you know, it was a little bit more advanced than Titanic days, uh the passage on tourist class on queen mary was was very nice it was It was not uh first class of course, you had smaller rooms uh but it was a very luxurious way to travel, whether you were in first class. Uh, second class, tourist class, it didn't matter. You were on the Queen Mary.
0: Back when the Queen Mary was in service, I mean, were people using this as a cruise vacation or was it to to get from point A to point B?
1: That's a great question, Doug. The, The Queen Mary was a transatlantic ocean liner. And so her mission and the purpose for which she was built was to make transatlantic crossings back and forth from New York to Southampton, back again, and she did 1,001 crossings wow. across the Atlantic.
0: Was there any history tied to World War II and Hitler and all that with the Queen Mary?
1: It's funny that you asked that because, yes, you, that is correct. Uh, the Queen Mary and her sister ship, the Queen Elizabeth, uh, both were used as troop ships during World War II. And, and in fact, uh, you've probably heard of D-Day, mm-hmm. the, the battle at D-Day or the attack. Winston Churchill planned the D-Day attack from a um, suite on board the Queen Mary in one of the bathtubs. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, I kid you not, he used the bathtub, and that's where he planned their attack on the French shores during D-Day. Wow. Doug, I want to share one more thing about Queen Mary during World War II. During the war, she was painted gray, and she held the record for carrying the most troops of any vessel. She carried at one time on board 16,000 troops. And what's really interesting is that Adolf Hitler had a $250,000 reward for any U-boat captain that could sink the Queen Mary. Really? And they never were able to get close to her because she was so
0: fast. Probably couldn't catch it. Wow, that's that's so cool. Let's fast forward, Barry, from 1940 to 2014 where uh, Queen Mary now sits in Long Beach, California, or I should say floats, but does she really float or is she built into some kind of cradle or rack?
1: The Queen Mary has been a landmark of Long Beach for over 40 years. Mm -hmm. And in fact, she's been in Long Beach now longer than she was in service as an Atlantic liner. Um, But yes, the Queen Mary is indeed still floating. She's wow. not in a cradle. Uh, she's not sunk into the mud. She is actually still floating. And the reason you know that is because the gangway moves up and down. So if you're boarding the Queen Mary and you have to walk up, then the, the tide is up and, and the Queen Mary is sitting higher. When the tide is out, the Queen Mary sits lower and you actually have to walk down the gangway Hmm. at an angle. So yes, the Queen Mary is still floating, thankfully, in Long Beach, uh, surrounded by a giant rock moat.
0: So the Queen Mary was bought by the city, but, I mean, uh, surely it had to be restored to some capacity.
1: Well, the Queen Mary uh, started her her career, her maiden voyage, was in
0: 1936.
1: Mm -hmm. And she... Uh, cruised all the way till 1967. There were a few changes here and there. You know, they always do some sort of updating, and they they make changes throughout the years. And then, of course, after she was a troop ship, they had to completely renovate her again because the troops would carve their initials into the uh, railings, the wow. wooden railings, and so and the decks sometimes. So they had to do a lot of replacing of the decks and the railings. Um, and then when she arrived in the Long Beach, um, they put her in dry dock, and they removed her funnels. They removed uh, her boilers and her forward engine room, and they just basically gutted some of the, the, the lower decks of the ship. Uh, and they removed the, the, the tourist-class and second-class staterooms. And they left most of the first-class staterooms. And so today you can actually stay in an authentic, real uh, first-class stateroom from the days when she was an ocean liner.
0: And so you can stay in there, in and can you also dine there?
1: Yes, you can. You can dine at the Queen Mary. One of the, the most popular meals is a Sunday brunch mm-hmm. on the Queen Mary in, the, uh, in her first-class dining room, which is, is still there. It's a massive room. At one point in history, it was the largest room afloat. You can have dinner in the Winston restaurant way up on deck. There's a number of other restaurants throughout the ship, and like a coffee bar and a donut shop and things like that. So mm-hmm. there's something for everybody.
0: Very cool. So, uh, I mean, I assume since you can stay there, you can walk around the ship and check out the different places now. Uh, do they also have guided tours there, or is it kind of just check the ship out as you wish?
1: When you stay as a guest on the Queen Mary, you can participate in the tours. There are the walk-around tours where you just kind of wander on your own. However, you can register for a special guided tour, and the guided tour usually is by somebody who's really knowledgeable about the history of the Queen Mary and So they bring you up to the observation lounge, and they talk about that, and they talk about the children's first-class playroom, which is on that promenade deck. Mm -hmm. Um, They take you throughout the whole ship, and they, they, they tell you what these different rooms used to be like. Because some of the rooms have, have been removed completely. Wow. Um, like, there there used to be a ballroom, and that's gone completely now.
0: So what about ghost sightings? Because I know here at the radio station, the Paranormal Research Society recently was in here, and said there's a bunch of ghosts in here. But uh, tying back to World War II, I'm sure that uh, there has to be some kind of stories aboard Queen Mary.
1: Well, you know what? There's a lot of people who have eyewitnessed some sort of ghost sounds or visuals or or whatever. There, there's a lot of stories. Like one of the stories that I've heard is that in nineteen in the 1940s during World War II, the Queen Mary was barreling across the Atlantic and had a uh, military cruiser that was kind of protecting her. And the, the the cruiser was on a zigzag course. And unfortunately, it was called the Curioso. The Curioso. Came too close to the bow of the Queen Mary, and the Queen Mary sliced right through the ship like butter oh my and gosh. sank it. Wow. And it damaged the stem, the very bow of the Queen Mary. And so, some people have said that they fought to even to this day that occasionally they can hear sounds of men screaming and howling in the the forward parts of the ship where that uh, where the damage was. It's been repaired, of course, but. They can still hear sounds occasionally. There's another one, too, where there was a uh, sound of a woman in the first-class pool that was walking around as a ghostly figure, and she would leave uh, wet footprints behind her and then disappear into a wall. There's a lot of stories of of ghosts on the Queen Mary uh, and one other one is in the engine room mm-hmm. um, there was an engineer that was killed when a when a watertight door closed and he was he was just killed and so uh, some people seem to believe that he wanders the the below decks by the uh, shaft alley, which is where the the shafts that go to the propeller are, down the engine room areas. And I'm going to tell you something, Doug. I've been on the Queen Mary probably more than most people, and I've been on the Queen Mary in all areas of the ship at all hours of the day and night, even in the middle of the night. I was in college out there in California, and so I would bring tours and friends to places on the Queen Mary. You're technically not supposed to go, but I knew how to get down there. Did you ever see anything? No. Out of all the thousands of times I've been on the Queen Mary, I've never felt anything, sensed anything, seen anything, heard anything. I will say, though, that the Queen Mary, because it is floating... Sometimes people think they hear strange sounds that are ghostly, but, you know, it really is just the plumbing on the ship and the creaking because the ship is still floating. You know, so there's there's a lot of explanations for these things. I tend to believe that a lot of it has to do with PR. They, They want to highlight all these ghost stories so people come and see the Queen Mary and go on their little ghost tour.
0: We've been talking with cruise journalist and Queen Mary historian Barry Vaudrin about the Queen Mary and where she now sits in Long Beach, California. Barry, if we want to find out more about you, where can we find you online, my friend?
1: Then go to the cruisetalkshow.com
0: website. Awesome. We'll also link to it in the show notes. Thanks, Barry.
1: Doug, it really was a pleasure to talk with you, and it always is fun to talk with the king of travel media.
0: Doug, thank you so much. Thanks, man. How many times have you said, that'll never happen to us? Vacations are a big investment with both time and money, and they should be protected. For over a decade, InsureMyTrip.com has been the online travel insurance leader, offering the best plans from the most trusted providers. Our licensed and award-winning customer service team makes sure you have the right coverage for your travel. To find out why over 98% of travelers would recommend InsureMyTrip, visit InsureMyTrip.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying.
2: I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years.
0: Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part
2: of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited
0: to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com. Or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon.
1: You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network.
0: Welcome back. We just love getting your questions and comments here on the show. You could email us, comments at cruiseradio.net, or leave your question on our Facebook wall, facebook.com slash cruiseradio. This week's question is a family travel question, so who else should we bring in? Nancy Shredder with the Family Travel Network, found at FamilyTravelNetwork.com. Hey, Nancy. Hey, Doug. How's it going? Good, Nancy. Janice wants uh, or needs some things to keep an 8-, 7-, and 9-year-old busy in Galveston pre-cruise.
2: Well, Janice, you will have tons of things to keep your kids busy in Galveston. My favorite thing for families with kids that age would be spending the day at the Schlitterbahn Water Park. It is a blast. Absolutely, literally. The Schlitterbahn Water Park has tons of attractions to keep kids and and parents happy. There are both summer attractions and others that are available year-round, and since your family is coming during the summer you'll get to have all the fun. Yeah. Some of the cool rides here are this thing called the Dragon Blaster. Think of it as sort of an awesome water roller coaster. These incredible tube slides like Fast and Furious and the Banzai Pipeline and the Cliffhanger Speed Slide and so much more. When you want to take it easy, though, get on the lovely Crystal River, Lazy River, and just take it slow. Moody Gardens down there is another fun place for families Underneath their unique sort of rainforest pyramid, families can travel through these rainforests of Americas, Africa, and Asia. There's this aquarium pyramid with exhibits on the world's oceans, and there's a science-oriented discovery pyramid, too. After being on Carnival Cruise Lines, I am a total fanatic about 4D theaters, and I love 3D ones as well, and they have... Both at Moody Gardens.
0: Sorry to interrupt. Isn't the uh, the Moody Gardens like a uh, biodome where everything's indoors and it's like glass all around? Yeah, yeah so, so okay. the
2: idea is you go through these rainforests of America's and Africa and Asia. Yeah. And yeah, so that's the sort of rainforest biodome pyramid That was so kind cool.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's, that one is absolutely great. And they have a replica of an 1800s paddle wheel boat there too. And then for kids who have always wondered about how Gulf Coast drilling rigs work. They can go to the Ocean Star Drilling Rig Museum, and there are lots of interactive exhibits and displays there. It's a great way to learn how oil and gas is mined from the Gulf area, and that's a great thing if you're taking a cruise down there. Um, There's so much more to do in Galveston than you can fit into a day. If you have more time, though, head to the beach. there some really great ones in Galveston and definitely enjoy that family cruise.
0: It was also cool learning about the Galveston seawall because of the hurricane of 1900. Right. So that was my takeaway. Nancy, I sure do appreciate you being on the show and uh, providing your insight to us. As always, many, many thanks. Email comments at Cruise Radio with your questions. Thanks, Nancy. Thanks me, Doug. I probably should mention you can find Nancy at familytravelnetwork.com. Lots of great planning resources if you're planning a cruise vacation. That'll do it for this week's episode of Cruise Radio. Thank you so much for making us a part of it. I know you have so many choices out there, and uh, you chose to listen to Cruise Radio, and it sure means a lot. Don't forget, you can find us online at cruiseradio.net. And if you don't mind, uh, go ahead and give us a five-star review on iTunes, cruiseradio.net slash iTunes. From the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Doug Parker, and this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the InsureMyTrip.com
1: studios. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities Email sales at cruiseradio.net. dot net. I'm your announcer.